Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Welcome to the Failed It podcast, the podcast that reminds you, you have to fail in order to improve. I'm Erin Deal, the founder of Improve It and your host. And today, you guys, you have no clue who is here. I am so excited to have our guest, DJ Pryor! (laughs) Okay, DJ, I got to just talk about you really quick. Give everybody the highlight reel here because you have one, my friend. Oh, my God. So DJ Pryor is taking the entertainment industry head on this year. Now, he's maintaining the true essence of what it means to be a multi-threat entertainer through stand-up comedy, acting, motivational speaking, and musicianship, to name a few, the young comic is preparing his seat at the table among the greats, from starring in music videos, commercials with Allstate and Jack Daniels, and Denny's, which we'll talk about, to leading in the upcoming independent film, The Kinawacha Kid. Can I say that right? Did I say that right? Can you talk it? There it yes. is. Hello, Aaron. All the while perfecting his love of stand-up comedy. He is directly on the path to stardom. Now, most recently, the actor-comedian's comedy mojo, which he refers to as Kamojo, allowed him to be one of 20 artists to take the stage in the 2019 CBS Diversity Comedy Sketch Showcase. DJ is married to Shanique Pryor, and he is the father of two. Jabari, who is nine, Kingston, who is two, and DJ was most recently known for a viral video with his youngest son, Kingston, coining him the world's favorite dad for Father's Day 2019, people. <laughs> okay, I know. this. If you haven't seen this video, we're going to talk all about it, and, and I'm sure you have. Uh, but from acting, directing, and performing at popular venues, including Zanies in Nashville, Tennessee, Los Angeles's infamous Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store, and more to launching his latest digital endeavor, Laughter is Universal, there is no stopping DJ Pryor. DJ, welcome to Failed It. Thank you. This is going to be great. I can already tell. I love this interview. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love yours, and <laughs> I know the Failed It family, that's what I call our, our audience, yeah. is going to love you and your story. Now, you and I met through my best friend since I was 13 years old, Miss Lauren Tobin. Yes. As you've been working with her and her platform, Notable Live. Yes. And then, like I mentioned in this bio, how I really know you is from your YouTube video that went viral. My mom lives on Facebook, and she <laughs> sent me your video like because I have a little dude around Kingston's age, yeah. and we were just dying. We were just cracking up because we're like, oh, my God, that is Jackson. So <laughs> how, how old was Kingston when you made the video? He was 19 months at the time we made the video. Yeah, 19 months. He really was so into, I mean, his hand gestures, everything. everything. He was, Wasn't he? Like, it was crazy. If you watch the video, you see his little legs cross. That's probably like my favorite part of the whole video. When you see he cross his little feet. That oh. makes me really laugh because he's like an old man that has bills. Oh, and, yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. Oh my God. 
And Shanique was just like randomly capturing you guys on video. It wasn't even. She was recording. Uh, she got like, I think earlier on that day he had done something. We we always record him. Like she's, she stays with the camera on. Yeah. And uh, she's always recording him. But that day he was really extra chatty. And I was like, yo, you should totally record him doing this, like how he's talking or whatever. So we were watching Empire and we were watching the grand finale of it. And um, when we were watching it, I was trying to figure out, like me and her were trying to figure out like, how this next season was going to be because they were taking out all the main characters. And we were discussing it. And he was looking at us like his head, like I was sitting on the couch. She was sitting on the other one. And he was looking like, yo, like he understood. I said, yo, you get what I'm saying, man? And he shook his head like, yeah. I said, what's up everybody? He gets up on the couch, holds his little feet, holds his little feet, and then it just started going. And, and uh, you know, she captured the magic. It was amazing. I call her Captain Steady Hands because it was almost like she, like she had a tripod, but it was in her hand the whole time. But she didn't budge. It was amazing. It was amazing. That is amazing. And he, I mean, and your reaction to him is just priceless. It yeah. was so, your back and forth is perfect. <laughs> we have watched that video so many times. And yeah. then... I just feel so happy to talk to you right now. You just, it makes my cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so much. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. So if you haven't seen this failed it fam, we will link to this video. If you have a social media account, you have probably seen this video, um, <laughs> but we will link to it in the show notes. So how many views does the video have now? Uh, I think, um, and this was actually from a friend. They work in the entertainment industry and they were just, board one day and they counted and uh i had counted myself and i think when i counted it was at 300 million over all those digital <sighs> fights um but that was over two or three months ago so um last i checked we were we were a little bit further along so it's almost 400 million 400 almost 400 oh million. my god like that's yeah. insane that's just yeah. insane yeah. it's crazy Do you, when you walk down the street do people recognize you oh yeah definitely definitely well before before corona hit yes definitely uh now that corona hit no because we're in the mask <laughs> right. Clearly, good man no. good man uh, yeah. <laughs> but before that yes we uh i remember the first time we went out after the video uh went viral we went to the airport actually and when i went to the airport and i got like i saw these people like talking but they were like kind of like whispering but they were like pointing and i was like what do i got something like i got a book in my nose yeah, yeah. and i forgot that fast like oh <laughs> i don't think i ever thought about me going out in public and people recognizing me i like i didn't think about that i was just still adjusting to the high of it all of just it was on everywhere on on media everywhere all over the world so i don't think i thought about oh do you know that when you go outside now people will notice you that never even crossed my mind until i got to the airport and i was like oh my god like hey people really recognize us and it was yeah so now it's like one of those things that you didn't stop and and one day I almost missed the flight because people wanted to stop and take pictures and so the, the coronavirus kind of helped me out a little bit with the with the wearing masks because i don't get stopped as much now because i wear masks so they don't really see, but when I when I walk out without a mask, yeah, I usually at least get stopped at least once. That is crazy. I mean, because you have this entertainment background, but I right. mean, four hundred million views, right? That is insane. insane. So, I, and I, okay, so I read Shanique put it up, and then it was like overnight you received five hundred thousand views, right? So what happened was, in when she posted it, maybe like two and a half hours, it was. I think it did like 300,000. Wow. In, in that time. And then we went to bed. When we went to bed in 10 hours, it got 25 million hits in 10 hours. What? Yeah. Oh my God. And it was just on YouTube. Well, it was on Facebook. It did it on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Facebook. okay. And so we literally went to sleep. Nobody knew us. We woke up famous. That's what that means. <laughs> that is insane. Okay. And then you got a Denny's commercial. Yeah. Right after that. Tell us about that. That was uh that was crazy. So immediately when you when you do a video that's that big, everybody's reaching out. Um yeah. you know, I had all these celebrities reaching out, everybody was reaching out. Um and and there are people who call you, they just want to find out how they can license the video because immediately they want to figure out how they can make money off this video. Uh and so we were getting calls from countries I didn't even know I had phones. They would call <laughs> and go, Hello, do you have a license for video? You know, it's so crazy stuff. Um I got this message and um, on, on Instagram, actually, they messaged me on Instagram and said it was Denny's and they wanted to, they wanted to see if I would uh, be able to talk to them. Um, they have a thing, a Father's Day campaign they were putting together and they would really love to use 
I thought they just wanted to use the video, but they wanted to actually do a commercial with me and my son. And I, I was like, this ain't no, you know, this ain't Nanny's for real. And, then they were, uh, and I said, well, listen, here's my representation. You know, if you if this is serious, then, you know, contact them. And then a couple of minutes after, my agent called me and said, hey, Denny's just reached out to us. And I was like, wow, that was real. And they literally reached out. We might have planned it for like, uh, I think we only planned it for not even a full week. And then we went to, uh, they flew us to Florida. We filmed it on a Friday. They edited it on the Saturday and it was released that Sunday for Father's Day. Stop. Yeah, the then, uh, was crazy. Yeah, it was, and that's how quick. It, so everything at that that time was just moving really, really fast. Mm. You like didn't have time to process anything because now you're dealing with not being known to now you're famous to now there's no privacy. Everything I posted on social media ended up on a blog. Um, it, it was just it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot happening really fast. And then after the Denny's commercial, like if people weren't sure that they loved us after the Denny's commercial, they was like, okay, yeah, we're we're this family, we love this family. We love uh, it. Um, everything they do, we're gonna watch, and and that was pretty much it. So, uh, and and life has not been the same since. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, so this was all in 2019, right? 2019, That's all, yeah, 2019. Okay, so then we're you know all this happens, fame, 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 and come into because that was June, right? Father's Day is June right. 2019, yeah. right? So cut to you have these six months of left of 2019. What I'm hoping was a glorious year for you. Yes. And then 2020 happens, right? So then what has happened since this pandemic started for you? And because, I mean, you are virtual and digital. Yeah. How you became famous was digital. So what's changed for you now? I think um, just, you know, because I was touring. I was touring immediately after the video did what it did. Uh, I was was, uh, touring a whole lot. If uh, if it wasn't stand-up, I was traveling, talking about early childhood development. Um, I was talking about mental health and promoting, you know, people, you know, exercising good mental health. So I was speaking. So I was doing speaking engagements and stand-up comedy and uh, and still, you know, working on the, the projects I'm working out on in, in Hollywood. So I was balancing all these things. And then when the coronavirus hit, it just literally um, shut down the immediate contact with the fans you know i not which i love as a as a performer and, and an entertainer i like that immediate um connection with the people but it just made me get really creative that's all it just made me re- get really creative um to give them content um and still be able to connect with my fans that way as opposed to um you know traveling you know because it's not safe right now so that's what it's, it's i think it brought i think it brought out um, some of my best ideas is made mm. extremely creative. You know what I mean? Because this is a time where you really, you're just forced to have to be creative because, um, or you won't survive, you know, in my yeah. school, you know, you won't survive if you want to eat and, and traveling and, and doing stand-up comedy and speaking engagements, you know, that's how I provide for my family. So I just had to get hit with the game, just, you know, the whole virtual speaking, which annoys me. Like yes. I, I love that direct, <laughs> you know what I mean? That direct immediate response. <sighs> Yeah. And now you gotta, you know, you're talking to a computer screen and they may be there or they may not be, but you know, so I've, I've adjusted to it. I've adjusted to it, but it's been fun. It's been fun. We're still accomplishing things. Uh, because it, we still got to, uh, launch Laptors Universal, which is, uh, our production company. So Lovely. we got to, to, to launch that and, and starting to attach scripts, uh, being attached to certain scripts that are being pitched right now in, in the industry. So I'm really excited. Oh my God. I am so, I'm happy for you this, this pandemic. Cause I definitely, you know, coming from myself too, being in a facilitator and in person is just so different than being oh, yeah. Yeah. on zoom. And, you know, even a breakout room feels different than having that human to human connection. Right. And, um, we launched something called laugh break. So we do virtual laugh, like virtual breaks on zoom calls and uh, we have people laughing in the chat box. So you get this, ha, 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 he, he, he is, you know, but right. it's, not the same. it's not the same. Right, right. It's not the same. Well, let me ask you this. If you, so knowing all of that, that was, I think, a good reflection of this year. Let's fast forward. It's mm-hmm. 2025. Mm-hmm. What will you tell Jabari and Kingston about this year, about 2020? I think, I, I hopefully my career would have shown that, you know, it didn't, it didn't, uh, define us, it, but it yeah. was it, but it was it a critical time. I, I think 
what we would see in that in that age, you know, five years from now, what I think what we would see is there will still be a huge um, recovery still taking place from this year. Like yeah. everything that was undone, like it's crazy. I always say it's like it's crazy, like how quick something unravels. It's not as, as quick as you can put it back together. Yeah. And, and it unraveled so fast that I think we will see for the next, maybe even the next decade, some of the things that we're going to see having to put back together um, from everything that was taken away. I mean, movies are even different right now. You know, the totally. reboot just shut down. So um, I hope I would look at them and tell them I remember when this happened and, and you guys with this age and yeah, 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 whoop -whoop, but here it is. And we got a couple of movies, you know, daddy knocked out a couple of movies. And, uh, and, and, and that's me snapping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, right. yes. We killed uh -huh. box office. We've been, we've been murdering box office ever since the, the Regal <laughs> opened back up. And you know what I mean? And actually I'm part owner of the Regal now. I, you know, I'm hoping I can say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. And you will, you will. I, I, you are, and you will. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. And I, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to chat with you. You have such a good spirit and Thank great energy. Much. Oh my God, of course, about you. And that's good people, good things happen to good people. And I, I know you were on your way to success when this video went viral, but wow, what a, what a freaking story. I can't oh, even, I mean, it's just, so cool and yeah. literally your your life changed seriously overnight like seriously overnight <laughs> so um <laughs> so well as you know you were on the failed it podcast so yeah. i i wanted to give all of our failed it family the great backstory about dj Pryor and yeah. just your amazing journey yeah but i want to take the i want to take a hard turn okay Real, here we go real quick <laughs> and i want to talk about some of the fails that have gotten you to this point because this man who i'm talking to oh my gosh i i think you have a wonderful human spirit i just i can feel your good vibes put Thank put them out much. to the world but <laughs> has there been anything on your journey to getting to this point that really has defined you as a person has made you this this amazing man who you are today. Yeah, would you um, share I, that with us? Yeah, I, w I would love to. Uh, this is this guy, guys, buckle up. This is going to be a very depressing segment. Not <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and that's okay. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. We'll do another turn. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think um, I remember being very uh, young. I was like uh, when I started stand up comedy. I was I was fifteen years old. And I remember um, getting older and I, you know, I wanted to try to get a little job, make some money, help my dad. My dad was a single parent. So I wanted to try to help my dad out. And I went to go work at Walmart. So I'm about 18 years old working at Walmart. And I, I'm, I don't, I'm not crazy about the job, but I'm just happy I have a job because I get to help my dad because I've seen him struggle. Mm. So I remember being happy about that, but there was this love for comedy and I really wanted to be able to pursue it more, but I couldn't cause I had to work. And before I, you know, was old enough to actually have a, you know, nine to five, uh, I was always in the comedy club. So I felt like I was losing, I think I was panicking. I felt like I was losing my funny and I was like, man, I, this wouldn't be if I was in the clubs more, if I was in the clubs more, this wouldn't be a thing. And it became one of those things where I had to choose between my job at Walmart and pursuing my dream. And after I was started off as a cart pusher and after tearing up a couple of cars with, uh, <laughs> I realized maybe this, there wasn't a future in this for me. Uh, and I remember here's exactly how it happened. One day there's this car that pulled out in front of me and, um, I am doing carts and by their policy, I don't know what it is now, but back then, this was 2000 and this is 2006. You were supposed to have no more than 25 carts latched to each other to push them up to the cart bay. I decide this day I'm going for 70 carts. Oh, go big, go home. Yeah. I want to be an overachiever. Yeah. And uh, so I attach it to this thing called the cart mule. And the way it works is I stand, I stand at the front of the carts and I steer it with my hand and I push the button and the mule is like the caboose of the whole train and it pushes the carts. So 
I was doing that, going to push him and this car, nice, beautiful white Lexus. I'll never forget the car. And this person pulls out and I'm trying to tell them like, wait, hold on. And she guns it and, uh. and the carts go slamming into her car. And I mean, they're going like back to back. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard 75, it was 75. No. I don't know if you ever heard 75 carts hit a car. It's not good because they uh. don't stop coming. And uh, screaming and the manager comes out, calls me to the back and I just knew he was going to fire me. And he did it. I was prepared to be fired, and I remember the joy I felt on the way to the bat, knowing that I'm about to lose my job. I was even texting my friend, like, yo, come get me. I just got fired. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't fire me. And I was seriously let down that he didn't fire me. And I remember thinking, you were so happy those couple of seconds because you thought this job was over with. Yeah. And I went back out there, and when I went back out to the, the parking lot, I said, Sam Walton is dead and gone and he has the biggest franchise in the world this man is dead he can't even bring me my check but he started (laughs) he started a chain that is the most successful chain of stores in the world you can get everything at walmart yeah and i said if he can do that he had a vision and he went after it he pursued it he made it happen then me being as talented as i am I can do the same thing. And I went to the back and I told him, hey, guys, I'm, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pursue comedy. And because um, I knew I was really funny and I knew that's where my heart was. And that was all she wrote. And after that, um, I went. I wish I could say I went and everything was successful, but I went with no plan. I just left yeah. it out, cold turkey. And uh, I had nothing. I had nothing. And I went uh, to the point to where I exhausted everything. That I could do and gigs weren't really picking up. I thought I was, you know, crazy funny. Apparently, all of the owners did not, or if they did, they thought I was good enough. To do it. <laughs> they thought I was good enough to do the shows. But you know, when you don't have a name, you might get like twenty bucks or something, but you weren't really making no real money. You know, this young black kid yeah. trying to make it as a famous comedian. So I didn't really, I wasn't really making much. And I, and and uh, my father and and my rest of my family moved back to Virginia, where we're from, and I stayed out here in Tennessee. And uh, when he left, I was homeless. I was homeless. And ironically, I ended up spending the night uh, in a vehicle that wasn't mine. (laughs) So the vehicle that I was spending the night staying in was not even mine. And I was ironically parking in the same parking lot that I left to go pursue this. So I was sleeping in my parking lot, which ironically to this day is the same Walmart I live down the street from right now so it's just like it all came around but I remember feeling like a failure feeling like I really missed it you know because yeah. I'm, um, I'm 22 I got a I got a you know Jabari's on the way I'm 22 years old and I have not one red cent to my name and I'm and I'm still trying to look the part of you know the guy who's making it or the guy who's made it and uh it was bad it was yeah. really really bad I remember that how long were you homeless for? Uh, I was homeless, hardcore, like not having anywhere to go. Uh, I probably did that for probably, I think I did that for six months before somebody picked up on it. Oh my gosh, TJ, wow. Yeah, I did that six months before anybody really picked up on me not having anywhere to go. But I did, you know, just not having, staying with somebody and this night I may be able to spend a night, but then this night, they may need this room for so-and-so and so-and-so. I did that for about two years, two and a half years. Just laying Damn. my head in the places. Yeah, that was, like, that was probably like a two and a half year uh, deal right there. And, oh and so bad God, that, that my wife, you know, she was my girlfriend and had no clue any of this was going on. Because we would talk on Skype and whenever we would talk, I would just go to somebody's house and look like I was, you know, because I knew she would worry. And it wasn't until, I think a little bit before we got married that she found out, oh, you were... So where were you staying all this time? And I was like, you know, and because when she would come in town, we would just get a hotel, you know, we would just, wow. so she didn't know I had nowhere to stay. I was just trying to figure it out. Wow. I mean, that is the passion that you had for comedy. I think yeah. right there is, is just what you knew you were supposed to do with your life and you were willing to do anything it took to make yeah. it happen. And yeah. it's just so admirable. And also, I mean, it just makes you so 
I, I, for me, I'm thinking, wow, that's like basic need, right? Like you yeah. need shelter. You need right. a place to lay your head every night. You need safety. And I mean, wow. Hey, failed it fam. Do you have what the kids call Zoom fatigue? Are you sick of logging on Zoom and hearing things like, can you see my screen? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. And oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. Are you working from home in your bedroom slippers and business mullet like me, which I'm talking about wearing a business top and yoga pants on the bottom, feeling like it's Groundhog's Day every single day? Do you need some laughter, levity, and fun in your workday to change things up while remote? How about a laugh break? That's right. It's called Laugh Break, and it's Improve It's newest virtual offering. Laugh Breaks bring seasoned Chicago and Charlotte-based improvisers into your virtual conference call for a little taste of short-form improvisation. In each session, improvisers engage on live, on-the-spot games based on your team's laughter and suggestions. Now, whether your team needs a quick 15 minutes of laughter or a more substantial 30-minute break, Improve It has got your back. You can go to www.learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break, or just click on the link in our show notes to book yours on demand today. Again, that's learntoimproveit.com backslash laugh break. Get ready to sit back, relax, and grab some giggles because we could all use a little laugh break right now. See you on the Zoom. So how did you get through those t- those two years and then what what came to be like what pulled you out of of that that time period i think um i was i was uh that when when all that happened I, my friend had a he got a little place uh he and a, his roommate they had a place and they started letting me stay there and when they were letting me stay there i remember trying to just get on my feet I'm going to figure this out and uh, tell you another thing. I I came into this little money. I came into a little money uh, from a settlement. I got in a car accident. Some, you know, I got some money from it and my big heart. I just wanted to help everybody. You know, I wanted to to help everybody and I should have been saving up for a car. I should have been, I should have been doing things to get myself in position for me to win. But instead, instead of doing that, I was doing this. I was taking care of my little brother who was still back in Tennessee with me. So I was trying to help him out and, and then send, you know, I always wanted to take care of my dad. You know what I mean? Like that's, he sacrificed so much. So I wanted to sac, you know, I wanted to give him things. And then, you know, I have a little baby that's finally here now trying to take care of him. And it was a lot of things. So I remember just trying to get my name out there and comedy clubs were not as welcoming. Like they just weren't, yeah. it was so hard to get into comedy clubs. It was so hard. And it was like, everybody was trying, it was oversaturated. Everybody was trying to get in yeah. one. And so I used this method. I was like, what place where, where's a place I can go and really work on my craft and not have to fight to get stage time? And I was like, churches. Ah. And I wasn't necessarily a clean comic. I would just, I would knew, I knew how to clean up a church and I yeah. would I said, let me do churches because they're always doing events. It's a, it's an audience, you know, it's kind of set up like a comedy club so I can do churches. I do a whole bunch of churches and it lets me build this comedic muscle. And that's what I did. I worked church to church to church to church. And then after that, when people started to see my rhythm and how I was moving and how I entertained and how I could move a crowd, then comedy clubs start opening up to me. And it was more so, uh, even before then, people were inviting me to like colleges. So I was doing colleges, honestly, before I was doing comedy clubs. I was doing wow. colleges. You know, we were doing, you know, 700 people in the college auditorium and I'm doing this and I'm knocking them out. And I hadn't even done a comedy club really. Oh my God. I love this so much. You took them to church. Literally yeah, took, them to church. Right. took them to church. Took them to church. I am in, like, I have a tear in my retina. I have <laughs> admiration for you. I have just, Oh my God. Like what? It, okay. So many questions, but I want to stick with this field theme real okay. quick okay. because I'm thinking here, going back to your dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like your dad, you're 15 years old. The reason you even got a job at Walmart is because you wanted to support him. And then right. you get some money, then you're trying to help him and help right. your brother. And I mean, is your dad still 
with us today. Yeah, yeah. My my biological dad is. Uh, he, I mean, my biological dad is not, but my the man who I've referred to as my dad is the man who raised me. His name is Rodney Pryor, and uh, my mother was married to him. When they divorced, he decided he was going to raise me. He was, he decided I was going to stay with him, and he was going to wow. raise me. And so he's not my biological father, but yes, he's still here. He's still with us. Yes. Okay. What on this podcast would you want to tell him? about the lesson give him if you could say anything to him right now yeah. in terms of how grateful you are what would it be he's he's a, he's a giant he is a giant in my world he mm-hmm. is a absolute giant in my world because he i watched him do what he didn't have to do like when she walked out when my mother walked out and mm-hmm. she left he didn't leave she yeah. she left and and uh and me and her are good now but she left and he said okay you can go which I would imagine, number one, that's heartbreaking because it was six kids that he had. Oh, my God. Before. Yeah. So he, you can leave, but he's there with me. He could have said, I will take your take your son with you. He didn't say that. He said, no, I'm going to I'm going to raise him. And he gave me a shot at a life uh, that I wouldn't have, you know, because we my mom, you know, had me at 13 years old. So her being so young and immature and, and coming from, you know, sh- drugs and all this stuff and, and all this violence that I grew up around, he gave me a shot to show me that there was something else out there. So he is a giant in my book. He, he, he's a pillar in my life. Uh, and that's, that's my guy, man. Oh so anytime you understand when I had some, some money and he needed something I was going to do for him. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Of yeah, course. Back. So he actually encouraged me with comedy. He actually, he oh. was one of those things where he would, it was almost like I would get in trouble if I didn't. He would say, did you work on your comedy today? Uh, that, he took that like homework. It was serious. Yep. Oh, I my God. Yeah. I love you. I love you, Dad. I love you, Mr. Pryor. Okay. Oh, my God. He is an angel yeah. and a giant. Yeah. What does he think about you being America's world's, well, not America, world's <laughs> greatest dad? Let me take that back. World's. <laughs> Greatest dad. What does he think about that? He loves it, man. He, he thinks it's cool. Um, I think I was what made me proud of, of the video is because I think it shows um, honor to him. You yeah, know, it shows. It, I think it, it it indirectly gives honor to him because immediately, and which I thought was crazy for the first year or so, nobody ever asked what was DJ's relationship with his parents or his dad or his, right. nobody ever asked in, in interviews. And I was baffled. I was like, nobody, if I was interviewing me, I would totally ask that. What is your, you know? And then one day I got an interview and we were, I was doing this interview and this guy asked me, he said, what was your relationship like with your father? And I, and I, and I told him, I was like, you know, my biological dad, we, we, that's a story. That's a story in itself. We, we were terrible, you know? And then, and then this man stepped up. And then when I and I, let me be clear, I gave this man hell when he came in my life. Yeah. So, but he but he proved himself that no, the more you push back, the more I'm gonna love you. And he oh. did. He did a great job, and he he uh he won me over. And I remember the day I went to him and I said, uh, I walked over and I said, Rodney. He said, Yeah. I said, Can I call you dad? And he was like, He was like, Yeah. And, oh. and that was it. And that was and we've been rocking ever since. Stop it now. <laughs> Y'all, I need a fan. I need a fan. I need a sheet of paper. I need a, I got, this is too much. I cannot, my, I have some tears uh, 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 in the eyeball. Nobody can see that. I got to tell you this. This is like amazing. You, first of all, are just a, you are a testament to what is good. I mean, the universe has really you know, you have put some good vibes out there. You were given that by Rodney. Like you are just, I mean, everything you're saying, this story is, is something that I think a lot of people wouldn't have gone in the direction that you're in. I think you have taken the adversity that has come your way. You've said, hang on a minute. I'm about to make some, you Beyonce did. You made some lemonade out of these lemons. Yeah. (laughs) And you really have just brought so much joy, not only through comedy, but to your own family. And watching you be the world's greatest dad on the internet, I'm sure is one of Rodney's biggest wins in his life because- Man, I'm. I am just impressed by you. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Well, let me ask you this. Have, we don't call these fails, right? And, and and have you done ever ever done improv before? I meant to ask you that. Have you ever done improv? I have. Okay. I have. I've loved improv. Figured. Figured. So if you're ever in Chicago, and right now I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, but if you're ever in Chicago, uh, you have some fun people to play with. So I got that. you. I'm with it. I'm with it. We are there for it. But as you know, then in improv, we don't say that anything that happens on stage is a mistake or a fail. We say it's a gift. And so it just becomes a part of the scene, which is the whole reason this podcast exists. So if somebody were to say, or, you know, if I were to ask you, which I'm doing right now, so I'm asking you, Mm -hmm. if you could give people three action items, because what you've taken is you've taken these gifts, quote unquote, and you've improved your life. So what would you say if somebody listening right now, let's say they're 25 years old and they're in a job and you know maybe corporate America, maybe some type of startup. And right now they're just like, man, I listening to this story, I thought that I had fails, but these are like basic needs that you had that you overcame. What would you say? To tell these, what would you say are three action items you would tell this person to help them just learn from your gifts and three action items they could take in their own life? Right. So the first thing I would say is we, because we as humans have this tendency to think everything is some type of indictment against us, right? Like when something happens, it's because something we did wrong, right? So I would say the first thing is looking at things from a different, looking at things from a different perspective. You know what I mean? Like why, how can this work for me? And, and stop thinking. The problem is, is when things happen, we always assume that it's there to work against us and it's not to work against us. It's for us to figure it out. And we might not feel like using our mental, you know, all our mental capacity to figure it out, but figuring out the first thing would be looking at things from a different point of view, a different, just changing your perspective is something is just as simple as this may be what it is, but it can work out this way. It's as simple as perspective and perspective changes a whole lot. I wrote this thing on Facebook this morning. It's crazy. You're asking me this. I wrote a thing this morning on my Facebook saying that poverty is more than a social, economical or political issue. Poverty is a mindset. And Mm. I, I grew up in the projects. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the projects, but I said I grew up in the projects, but I never spent the night there. Mm. And when you really put that together, what I'm saying is my dream was always beyond the projects. I, in my head, I never spent the night there. Yeah. In my head, I was always wealthy. In my head, I was always who I, who I'm becoming now. And when you think like that, you, you will never see life the way a person, somebody be looking at you like, what's wrong with you? How'd you mm. got when all this stuff is going on? Because my perspective um, is different. Then my second thing. So the first thing is perspective. The second thing would be, don't be afraid of what even resembles failure. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid of what even resembles failure. Be okay with, because if, even if it, even if something doesn't work out the way you feel like it's supposed to, I believe that you can fail up instead of falling back, you can fail up. And I like my team, I always say, yo, we, you know, we're going to fail. Let's fail up. Let's become bigger. Let's become better. Let's become greater. So um, don't be afraid of anything that even resembles failure. And then the last thing, have some follow through. Whatever you want to pursue, whatever you want to accomplish, just do it. It is not a, it's not this crazy formula. And there's gurus that are making billions on creating some formula that people will never get to really execute and get, and they're getting rich. And these people are, you know, it's like, it was nothing when you really, Chop down what all of them are saying is literally all the things I just said. These are the three keys. And if we operate in these, we'll be fine. And that's what's gotten me through. Those things right there is, hey, if it looked like it's failed, if it looked like it might fail, I'm probably clinging to it because I know that that's usually the area where I find my success at. Oh, okay. I cling to what looks like failure to me. That was our second church moment. I'm going to make a bulletin. Okay, we're gonna have a bulletin, and we're gonna sit. We're gonna get on our knees and say a prayer because that is fire. You are amazing. You are that is amazing. Pay him a billion dollars, okay, gurus. Give him your give him all your goods. You don't even 
let him say the stuff. Right. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So let me ask you this. So we, the, the name of the company that I run is called Improve It. And we always say, improve your it, whatever the it is, whatever it is to you, whatever it means. So you know, normally we're training on things like soft skills or team, you know, listening, effective communication, things like that. But it means whatever it, whatever it is to you that you want to improve. So let me ask this. After learning from your gifts, because they're not fails, what would you say is your life's it or your life's purpose? Um, I I always answer this. I'm going to give you the short and long way, but they're both going to be short. <laughs> okay, great, great. <laughs> um, I always say when I leave this world, the world should have felt it. Mm. Not in a narcissistic way, in a... I should have left such a such a huge mark on society that when I leave, they should know that I left, but my influence didn't leave. My yeah. influence or what I put in this world, I gave you the best version of DJ I could give. I gave you the best. And when you come in contact with me, your life should have improved because you came in contact with me. And if your life, my purpose is, is, is making improving other people's lives by sharing my life's experience, whether it be through stand-up comedy, whether it be a role I take on, whether it be through speaking, whatever it is, my brand as a whole represents my experiences. My all of my all of my brand embodies DJ's experiences and they just are manifested in different ways. So somebody who I don't know anybody who doesn't like to laugh, but who knows? Some there might be somebody who doesn't like comedy who <laughs> But, they, but they'll go to a speaking engagement. So they'll hear me speak or they don't like either, but they'll, they'll watch a movie and they'll watch something that I might, a role I might have taken on or something like that. Either way, coming in contact with me should have improved your life or left some type of mark that you know, oh, I, you, you met that guy. I can tell you because you're different. You know what I mean? Not saying I'm perfect. It's saying that in my imperfections, I still manage to be somebody who strives to be a better human being every day. And that's what, my, what, what I strive to be every day. And I think my purpose is just simply to be here. And it sounds very general, but what I mean is it's, 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 it's here. I'm here to better humanity. Uh, I'm here that to better. That does not myself. sound general. It right. sounds well, like said, you. you know, who are you? You think you're Jesus? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that I'm here to add on to show that the world that that everything in the world is not all bad. It's it's yeah, yeah. There are dark days. There are dark days. But there needs to be at least one of us. At least one of us to say, "All right, guys, come on. How long are we gonna stay here? How long? Yeah. Come on, let's get up. Let's you know." And that's what I think my life is. I think I went through all the things I went through and 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 experienced to give light to to dark situations. And that's why I think I. And I, and I hate saying it like that because it really sounds when you really say you listen to this and like this guy thinks he's the savior. No, I don't, guys. I don't. <laughs> I don't. W W D J Just Stop it. No, no. You, I like you could just get a vibe from you, right? Like yeah. I, you and I, I've only seen you on the internet and yeah. I, we just met today and already yeah. I'm blown away by who you are as a human being. You have a Thank spirit you. and your Thank spirit you. should be shared because guess what? There's a lot of darkness out there and the light right. that you're giving is you're, you're that little crack in the darkness where the light shines through and people need what you're bringing to the world. So, so it is not cliche. Yeah. You preach it all day. Listen, I'm going to call this episode the the gospel. Okay. Right, right now we have spoken the gospel. Amen. The gospel. This is the I just named that episode. DJ Pryor, the gospel. Um, no, but this is, you're, you're wonderful. And you should share that with everyone because yes. we need you. The world Thank needs you, especially right now. We Thank need you. you. So, Thank you so much. let me ask you a really important question. Okay. What did you fail at today? Ooh. Oh, wow. That's really yeah. good. Think that's about, really think good. Think about it. It's like three in the afternoon, four in the you afternoon. You know what? No. Yeah, right. Because I, uh, I have so many more fails left for today. Uh, <laughs> right. No, let me, 
Let me think. Let me think. Oh, man, that's a really good one. That is a really good one. I, I failed at taking out the trash today. That's what I did. No. No. Hey. You know, uh, I, I missed the deadline on something today. I missed the deadline. Yeah. Um, which is something that I honestly I'm getting I'm trying to get better at um on on just getting better with balance, you know? And that's honestly my yeah. struggle, if I'm being honest. My 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 struggle is balance. And I'm trying to find the middle ground right now. And I d I've never had anybody in my I've never had an example of what a CEO looks like. So what I'm finding out far as far as in my family, like yeah, on TV and stuff, but not anybody like close to me that can show me how to manage the everyday running of a company and, and balance being a family man and all that. That's, that's different for me. So I'm still new to this and balancing, if I'm being honest, balancing this new found celebrity, you know, balancing all that. And it's a lot, it's a lot. So, um, I would say uh, balance is something that I, I probably fell at, at something goes on, um, uh, attended to each day, and I'm trying to get yeah. each thing uh, that I set gets uh, the attention that it, it requires. So that's probably what would be would be mine right now. I think. Well, I mean, think about it. You're balancing all of this: parenting, newfound fame. You know, ba- running a business. Right. I really talk to, to two of those things. Okay, right. And then, um, and then just. You know, on top of the fact that we're in the middle of a global pandemic, in right. a, you know, in a political climate, which is right. crazy. So all of that is to say that makes total sense. I have this is a just a pop up question that came to mind. Let me ask you this. Okay. Do you feel like because this fame happened? So asking for a friend. OK, <laughs> I. <laughs> I. Yesterday, DJ, I'm sitting on my Instagram. Now I probably have mm, not even a, a like maybe a quarter of a fraction of a fraction of the followers <laughs> you have, but I'm trying to give some light and love. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I because I feel like I have to post something every day, right? And I'm like, right. what the hell? I literally can I just tell you, I, yes. I, I, I'm pretty creative. Oh my God. I was like laying upside down, putting my legs on a wall. Is this going to give me new creativity? What am I doing? So do you ever find like you feel a lot of pressure to create now that you have this new fame or this friend wants to know, is it just her? (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing. It's crazy that you asked me that. I was just having this conversation a couple days ago. Yes. Yes. And no, like I, I feel the need to create um, and put out, but I, it has to be something that I personally connect with. Like it has to be something like, you know, like, cause I see, I see, like, I have friends that of course are in the same industry and I, some things they, some of them do, and it's not critical of them. That's their thing. I'll watch some of the things they do and I'll go, yeah, but that's simply for the likes. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're not even really about that. And it has to make sense for me. So, uh, yes, it is pressure because we live in a world where there is, you have to do something to be, be relevant. Like after you get it, after you get fame, you have to do something to keep fame. Now I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some quick math right quick. When the video came out, right? I was at 147,000 followers. Okay. Right now, currently I'm at 133,000 followers. So you say, well, dang, how did you lose so many followers? Because what people came to like me for, they wanted to see every day. So these are not people that love DJ because of DJ. They love DJ because of something DJ did in a moment. And the moment yeah. DJ didn't do that thing every moment, they left. So they weren't true fans of myself or my brand. They were they were fans of a moment of mine. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. So yes. I don't, I don't yes. become a slave to the numbers because... I had somebody say, well, man, if I saw my numbers go down like, like that, that'd be discouraging. I said, no, you, it, it should actually be encouraging because you know that there's a great percentage in this number that just love you for you. But there are, there are a great portion of people that just liked you for that moment. And that's okay. They yeah. they're, not, they're, not, they're not still watching you. They just unfollowed you because they, they don't care about the rest of the stuff you talk about. And that's cool. I don't personally, I don't take that personal. So I just don't become a slave to the numbers. 
But yeah, there's pressure. You know, that's yeah. pressure. Yeah. That's pressure. I yeah. Can ima- I mean, I can imagine. But I also, you know, I get this friend was just purely curious, but it's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, your friend is, is perfectly normal. I get it. <laughs> oh my God. She's going to be relieved to hear that from you. Okay. I love it. Okay. So this, we're wrapping it up. I got something here for you. That's my okay. favorite thing. It's called the failure lightning round. Okay. okay. So there's going to be a little improv in here. All okay. Right? And thinking quickly on your feet. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and then okay. I want you to just respond as fast as you can with only one word answers. Okay. And as you know, it's failed it, but you can't fail here. So if you say more than one word, I'm going to go, fail, yeah. And then just keep going and we'll say, yay, DJ. Okay. (laughs) All right. So are you ready for the failure lightning round? I'm ready. Here we go. Um, More gospel coming your way. Here we go. All right. One word to describe your early career. Hard. One word to describe where you're currently at in your career. Almost. Ooh! One word to describe your future self. Damn. <laughs> Best answer ever. Okay. One... <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay. One word to describe your favorite boss. Uh, okay. <laughs> One word to describe your least favorite boss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One word to describe your parenting style. Original. Oh, and one word to describe your stand-up style. Creative. And one word to describe this interview. The center of me. Fail, yeah! Oh, I was I at it. I was at it. Gospel, gospel. No, <laughs> why did you say gospel? No, I'm just kidding. You did awesome. Okay, so let me ask you this: How can the failed it family find you if they aren't already following you on all the things? Tell them all the things. Uh, on all social media, this is why I love this. On all social media, comedian DJ Pryor is that something? Yes, comedian it. DJ Pryor on everything. I love it. I love it. So I want to give a big thank you first to our Failed It family. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Tell me what you want more of based on today's episode at my handle at Capin It Real Deal, or you can email us at info at learn to improve it. And as always, the best conversations happen at learn to improve it.com on this episode's page. So drop us a line there. Tell us what you think of today's episode. And Mr. DJ Pryor, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate you having me. Oh my God, stop. You were a joy. This was a, <laughs> you are a gift to the world and just keep shining, my friend. I literally cannot wait to see what you do next. And I can't wait to go, damn. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully have you back here in a few, in 2025, we'll have you back. And Let's we'll do hear it. <laughs> all about the, the regal cinemas you own. Right. So, oh my God. Thank you so much, DJ. Thank you. And fail. Yeah. Failed it family. Fail freaking Yeah. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time. 